Hello and welcome to another episode of United Daily. Uh, I'm Ben. Thank you for hanging out with me this lunchtime. And of course, as ever, if you're watching on any platform that isn't our YouTube channel, you can watch United Daily live every lunchtime at youtube.com forward slash all for United. And the best thing is every day we're giving you a chance to win some fantastic apparel from Football Town. Uh, their iconic number 10 Red Devil jersey is up for grabs. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. As soon as we hit 2.5k, going to be giving one of those away. We've got some beanies to give away as soon as we hit 3k we're going to do exactly the same we're now on 2.1 we have not got far to go share the links share the channel get the word out there like the videos it all goes a long way youtube.com forward slash all for united and of course if you want to listen back to this show in audio format just search all for united united daily on apple google or spotify whatever podcast platform you use we are out there and we can be in your ears right very simple show today it's friday let's keep it straightforward the breaking news is lingard looks like he's going to be wrapping up his loan deal to West Ham within the next few hours. So I thought, what better than to get on two race to chat about Lingard's career? We're going to be talking about the fact that, that Rojo's also looking like he's going to be off on a free as well within the next couple of days. And rumours circulating around Palistri getting a loan move as well. Uh, Jeff and Craig are with me. Jeff, I'm going to come right. over to you first, buddy. Good to have mm-hmm. you on. Um, immediate reaction to the fact that it looks like Lingard is in London, is having his medical and is off to West Ham. Well, it's been a long time coming for him. Um, I've always thought he was a squad player. Um, even before when he was doing really well, uh, he his talent is different from the technical guys like Marshall and Bruno and whatnot. Uh, I think it's been said before, he's more of an industry type of player than the technical or the creative type of player. And we know uh, those kinds of players are just squad players at best. And at this age, at this experience, I don't think he's going to sell for that. So I guess it's a good move for him personally. And I think um, maybe next year is going to be on a permanent move somewhere. Yes, definitely. And and who knows what sort of little clauses are within this deal potentially for West Ham to take him on a permanent. We do know, and we'll get into the nitty gritty of the deal in a minute, that uh, United pushed and pushed for a £1.5 million loan fee right. for the next six months. Looks like United have got that. Uh, we're going to have a look at some other details that have been released as well. But Craig, first of all, uh, like yourself, like all of us on here, Lingard, a boyhood red. And he is, he is, he's gone on, he's captain the club, he's played at the top level for the club. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on him ending up and moving to, uh, to West Ham? Uh, yeah, I think he deserves it. Um, he's, he's not been informed for a while. Um, he needs this move. He needs to get back playing football. Um, hopefully this will kickstart him. Um, you never know. There is rumours going around that he could potentially be included in a swap deal in the summer. Let's see. Uh, I just wanted to get back playing football. He's one of our own. He's a le- he's gone down his legendary status for what he did in the FA Cup final. Um, he scored some cracking goals as well. Um, so yeah, I'm good to see him go, but he needs it. He needs his move. Yep, a hundred percent. And uh, you mentioned there one memory in the cup final that you had of Jesse Lingard playing. Jeff, let me come over to you first. Right. Uh, what, what memories will you have of, of Jesse Lingard here at, here at Manchester United? Well, that's one, and it's uh, his couple of games against Arsenal. I mean, he seems to turn it up against Arsenal, and I, I guess that's why he chose that move to London. Uh, he loves London, and he always turns up for that. And, you know, last year was just a crazy goal from him against Leicester in the last day of the season, and that was, that was a good surprise for me, and uh, that's a pretty pretty fun memory of him. But, yeah, that FA Cup final goal was, was one of the best from him, too. 
Do you know what's great about that um, about that goal um, is that someone had a bet on that Jesse Lingard right. was like <laughs> one goal over the whole season, and he went and yeah. done it in the last, literally the last kick of the ball. And the also, literally, yeah. and in reverse, Joe, who also hosts on this channel, his mate had a bet on Lingard not scoring or assisting the whole season and lost oh, a yeah, pot that, of money wow. um, because of it. But so, one, yeah, I think funny. one better pay them out, right? <laughs> Well, who who knows? Who knows if they did? I, I don't know. But all Joe knows is that he was laughing in that guy's face that he didn't actually win the bet. So, and that's how far it goes, guys. If if you want, get in the comments. Let us know what you think about uh what you what you think about Jesse Jesse Lingard. Um, Jacob here saying obviously uh, we heard the rumours that he was going to get cut from the 20, 22 man squad when Diallo arrived in. Uh, surely he won't end up coming back to the club. I, I think it's quite interesting, Craig. Uh, and we said this earlier on in the the week when the rumours sort of first came to uh came to public knowledge about Lingard heading off on loan to West Ham. He's going on loan, but what's he going on loan to play for? Do, do you think he's going on loan to try and play his way into the England squad this summer? Is he going on loan to try and play his way into the Man United squad next season? Or is he actually going on loan to play his way into a move in the summer? Oh, it's a difficult one. Um, I think the England squad, I'd love him to be included because he was a vital player at the World Cup. Um, but with Grealish, Madison, Foden... Um, those kind of players, Mount as well. Um, he's, he's got a list to get in front of. Um, I think he's mainly moving to get a move now. Uh, he, uh, it, Ollie's quite ruthless in the sense of he'll give him his, he's gave him his chance. He didn't play himself into form. He's cutting him out now. You know, he's get he's not going to get he's not being able to sell him properly like he wants to. Um, but he'll yeah in the summer he'll be gone. Yeah, Jeff, do, do you also think that in the summer it, this, this move will end up permanent, whether it's to West Ham or not, but Lingard will end up leaving? It does look like West Ham are covering all of his wages, so clearly they can afford the wages. So if Lingard makes an impression, do you expect this to be a formality and a deal made permanent once once the summer comes along? Right, I definitely think so. I mean, Moisey's there. Uh, he knows Lingard a bit. And, you know, Jesse's have, have had a rough time the past year. Uh, and I think this is his chance to play his way into form and maybe justify getting West Ham to buy him outright. So yeah, it, it's not about playing for the Man United squad anymore. It's just getting out and play regular football and maybe other teams would uh, get him. Yeah, no, I completely, completely wholeheartedly agree with that. Look, Jesse Lingard, uh, thank you for your time. I mean, he's a boyhood yeah. Manchester United fan who's gone on not just to play through all levels uh, within Manchester yeah. United and make his way into the first team. He's won trophies. Uh, he's, he's, he's featured regularly for the first team. Uh, he's played his heart out every time he's got on that pitch. Everyone always questioned his ability on whether he's a squad player or if he really is a first team player. But we cannot question that whenever Jesse Lingard put on that that Man United shirt, he put his heart into it. And we love yeah, players like that. Players definitely. like that go down in folklore. And let's also, uh, let's also, you know, commend his achievements that he also captained Manchester United last year in the Europa League when he played a game. Right. And as a boyhood Manchester United fan, what a moment for him. So well done, Jesse. Look, hope to see you back at Old Trafford one day. Right now with the way United are going, you know, I don't think Jesse Lingard can get in this squad. I don't think he's got the ability to get in this squad with where we're going now, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean that there's any ill feeling from the fans to Jesse. And we will be Jay Ling's in it 
if he can end up scoring winners against Arsenal, winners against Liverpool for whatever club he plays for next. And uh, and I just hope one day when fans are back in the stadium, uh, he can come back to Old Trafford with a different club and we can give right. him the appreciation he deserves because he yes, really does deserve it. So best of luck, Jesse. Um, moving moving on from, from, from Lingard, I want to hit on quickly Craig Rojo. We spoke again earlier on in the, in the week when this was all sort of bubbling up. Um, but according to Fabrizio yesterday, does look like now Rojo is one step onto that plane to Argentina, Argentina to go yeah. back and join Boca Juniors. Looks like that's going to be a free transfer. Uh, what do you make of that, A, as a deal, but also B, in terms of Rojo departing the club? Uh, as a deal, again, you'd love to get the money back for him, but well, get some kind of money back for him. We're not going to get the full amount. Um, but yeah, a free, it's a way of getting him off the wage bill. Anyway. He, he's not going to play. He's not a part of Solskjaer squad. Um, but in the sense of of, of him leaving, um, yeah, he's a warrior. Somehow he never got a red card. Uh, he's a good player. But again, his quality wasn't there for us. He was a Van Gaal sign. I think he was more... I, I, yeah, I, don't, I didn't understand the signing when we got him. Um, but yeah, he's another one. He put his heart in when he played. He tried his best, but he's not, he's not fit for this squad anymore. Yeah, no, again, would echo that. Jeff, what do you think? Again, it wasn't looking like a player that could get into the squad. He's been training, of course, with the squad, so his quality would have shown in training when, obviously, you know, 11 v 11 games, you need to have good squad depth to be able to get the most out of your team within those situations and circumstances. Uh, but, you know, going back to Boca Juniors, does, does that sort of show the level he's, he's sort of decreased to now after the injuries and with the ages at? Well... He's been unlucky with the injuries before, and I guess uh, even if he does well in training, uh, I guess it's it's, it's not it's not in it, in it anymore. Uh, he's been out of the squad for a long time, and um, he's not going to get into all his squad right now. And I guess the slower pace of of the leagues outside of the Premier League uh, that might suit him now, given he's what 30, 31 years old, and I guess the the less of a language barrier might make him more comfortable. Uh, playing again, so I mean, I mean, if it's a free, then tough luck. But it's just cutting our losses. But best of luck to him, you know. Uh, I've always admired this defending. He was a walking red card, but he didn't get any, as Craig <laughs> mentioned. So he played his heart out, definitely. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I'm with you, and and I think I'll just reflect on previous comments that I made at the start of um the start of the week, I was actually personally quite excited about Rojo because when you have a look at these different compilation yeah. clips and you hear from uh, people who actually watch like, uh, it wasn't, who was he at before? Is that Benfica, wasn't he? So he was with Sporting, Sporting Lisbon. Sporting Lisbon, that was it. Uh, you know, th their, their main words about Rojo was that he's a warrior. He is an absolute yeah. warrior. And then you just get shades of, oh, could he, couldn't, could he, could he be, could he be the shades of Nemanja Vidic that we desperately need back in this side right now? But he never sort of was. And the managers he played under, especially with Van Howe, very slow moving the football. You needed yeah. football players in that back line. And just from then on, it, it didn't work out. He, he was never really given a chance to consistently uh, nail down his place in that United team. Again, look, no feeling towards Rojo. It's just with the where this squad is going, he just that we, we don't need we don't need Rojo in it anymore. And, and again, yeah. we go back and, and I think this this is a perfect topic of conversation to hit on now, Craig. Ollie getting rid of the Deadwood. He, he's doing it in the right way, isn't he? At the end of the day, he's gone and clearly told the board that Lingard, Rojo, they're not going to get in this squad. We've just got to cut the ties because what's the point yeah. in keeping them on the books? And and he's doing it. So is that one area that we need to really praise Ollie? Because the managers before him 
never really, uh, you know, sort of got the job done when it comes to getting rid of the players that would never make it into this first team. No, no, not at all. Uh, but Ollie's done. I'm a big, big advocate of Ollie and what he's done. I've always believed in what he was doing. Um, he, he's cut this team down a lot. He's clearing the dead wood. He's trying to bring the wage bill down. He's trying to get players onto a wage that's acceptable. Not where we're on high wages, like Pogba and the higher wages, or what Sanchez was on. He's trying to get him down to a decent price. Like Bruno's, Bruno's uh, contract is really low, what you consider, for the quality he is. Um, so getting rid of players like Rojo who are on high wages. Uh, Phil Jones is another one that's going to go. But he's not even got, not even a part of the squad anymore. Um, yeah. Uh, Lingard, again, he was on a quite a high wage for the quality he offers. Uh, it, it frees up space for potential summer signings, maybe. Um, we don't know. We know that he's looking at certain players. So, yeah, yeah it, it needs to be done. You need to get rid of these players so we can start bringing in quality. So we can go that yeah. next step. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think the next step is to sign players who break into the first team and 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 can actually make a difference this first team right now, which I think is why we're seeing no movement this window. Those players are just not available right now, especially within the COVID climate, so to speak. Uh, obviously, Jordan reflected on what we're hitting on earlier. Sorry, I forgot to get into the nitty gritty of the deals. I'll do that for you guys right now. Uh, obviously, Jesse Lingard, as we all know from his Instagram story, he's in London right now, finalising his move to West Ham. West Ham want to make that deal happen by today, so it's Friday today, so that they can register him in time to play Liverpool on Sunday. And Jesse, if you could score the winner in that game, please. Um, Looking at this, uh, West Ham are going to pay United a 1.5 million loan fee. Uh, The reason why this deal was taken near enough all week was because West Ham only really wanted to pay pay 1 million. United have stuck their guns and they've they've got the deal that they wanted. Uh, And they're also going to pay all of his £80,000 a week wages. So United there for the next six months, at the very least, have got Lingard off the books and a couple of mil as well. So that is Jesse Lingard. I think that's more or less done. Uh, he is off on loan. Um, again, I'll be interesting to know uh, once the bread has been buttered and everything's chilled out a little bit and we're hearing more and more about what the deal entails, if there's potentially a uh, a, a buy-on clause uh, which allows Jesse to potentially go to West Ham for then, I don't know, something like $8.5 million in the summer so that United gets $10 million for him or whatever that is, who knows. Um, but I, I would be interested to see if West Ham are already thinking about how to make that deal permanent. They've done something similar, if you remember, uh, with Benarama. Is that, is that his full name, Sadio? Ben, ben, Benarima? Benarama. Benarama. Ben, yeah, Benarama. Ben yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think they've literally just made that permanent. They loaned him for six months and then they've they've bought him out on the buy-on clause. So uh, I think, it'd be I think interesting. They did that. Like that. Sorry, sorry. I think I think they did that. I think they've signed him on the full now so they could get Lingard in because they had too many loan signings. So they had to sign Ben Rama so they could bring Lingard in. Yeah, no, and, and, and again, I think that was also the holdout. So it'd be interesting to see if that's the way West Ham are doing business at the moment to bring players into the club because then yeah. at least that way they're getting the service of a player. They're not committing to a deal, but they've got the option to do the deal if the money's there. Um, just want to say hello to some of the guys in the comment. Jordan, obviously, I said already. Uh, Fee Red Devil, uh, Sin, Frank, Brown Knight. Hey, guys, I hope you're all good. Thank you for joining us. Jacob's in as well. So thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash all for United uh, because and turn on your notifications as well because we do loads of content and we're doing this every lunchtime the united daily so also check us out uh, on your podcast platforms just search all for united united daily uh talking about done deals as we mentioned a minute ago we're talking about rojo um the latest news coming out of argentina is that they're expecting rojo to undergo his boca juniors medical on monday if everything's okay he's going to sign a three-year contract with boca uh having a look at what the rumors are saying uh to sort out the final details of this deal united needs to terminate his contract looks like that United are probably going to have 
to pay out uh, Rojo's contract for this to happen. However, uh, what reports are saying is they don't expect that to be any more than two million pounds. So United still having to pay out Rojo's contract but getting him off the books for the future. So that's that's where you are. And, and for anyone asking what Craig was saying earlier on, yeah, I think you're only allowed two players on loan uh, within your squad. No, three players on loan. I think it's three, yeah. Um, from, but I think that's from other British clubs. So I think yeah. you can have extra from, from European leagues. Uh, but that's where I think we are at the moment. Uh, just one more bit of transfer news to talk about that sort of come out slightly left field in some ways, I think. Um, maybe not because I think this has been bubbling ever so slightly, but was a shock when we first heard of it. Uh, it looks like Polistri could still be off on loan. Uh, Jeff, he, he's made a bit of an impact in the under-23s. People loving how he's come on. Uh, do you think this loan move, if it does happen for him, is to, so to speak, try and um, advance his learning, to try and speed up to get him up to a first-team level? Or do you think that maybe United have looked at him and gone, actually, I, I don't think he's there yet. Maybe we are still quite a few years away from seeing the best of him at first-team level. Let's get him out on loan as soon as possible because it's not like United to buy in and send players out on loan. I think it's to speed up his development. I mean, under 23 is, is a whole different level from the Premier League. And uh, the best way to experience a man's game, as you say, uh, is to go to another top flight league. And the Spanish league might be a good fit for him because there's the language barriers are uh, going to be less. And uh, I guess the, it's more flair. I mean, I've seen his plays and he's more of a South American player, right? So his style fits um, better for now. Uh, in the Spanish league, and it might not be a, a well. It takes a learning curve. It takes a curve to to adjust it to the Premier League pace. So, I guess that's to speed up, and then next year they have him and uh, Diallo to compete for the right wing spot. So, let's see. So, you think this is more of a, a so to speak, a positive move than a than a negative? That oh, definitely, yeah. Okay, definitely. cool. Yeah, no, interesting, Craig. Again, your your reaction to the fact that Police Street might might end up going out online is is this a good move from United? Is this United being clever in the way that they do business? We saw an opportunity to sign this young lad with bags of potential uh, from obviously he came in from the Argentinian league. No, or did he come in from the Uruguay league? Uh, so, so Uruguay, anyway, you know, Uruguay, yeah. he came in from South America. Uh, good job, I corrected myself there. Uh, he came in from South America. We had a great a great opportunity to sign him at such low cost and, and now United are looking at it and looking at ways on how we can develop this player. Is, is that is that a positive thing in your eyes? It is, yeah. It definitely is. He's Like I say, he's, he's done really well at the under-23s. Um, getting him out to Spain it's not as physically challenging and uh, they were saying it was a dream of his to go and play in the Liga. So, again, it gets him to go and live a dream out, get him going, get some minutes, get used to playing first-team football in, in Europe because Penarol in Uruguay is nowhere near the same standard as playing at Deportivo Alaves in La Liga. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a very positive move. Uh, obviously, it shows that Oli's got, he's going to use Diallo more than he's going to use Palistra if he gets a chance to um, before the end of the season. So, yeah, that's the only way I can see it being is a positive for him. Yeah, and the information that we've got, again, I don't think it's any different to what you guys have been seeing, but by the looks of it, as, as we've mentioned, La Liga uh, is going to be going to uh, Deportivo Alvarez uh, uh, for a, just a six-month loan deal for the rest of the season. That's like just a straightforward loan move for that. And what Spanish journalists are saying is that all parties want the deal done in the coming hours. So it looks like Lingard, or, or we could be seeing similar to Lingard that we've seen this morning, that Police is on that pay, plane sorry, uh, to go on loan sooner than we 
think. So it'd be interesting to see if he gets game time and he can develop. But all in all, Jeff, it doesn't look like there's going to be any incomings uh, this window. So I suppose the only question that I can ask you is, are you happy with the outgoings? Uh yeah, definitely. I mean, as Craig mentioned earlier, he's been, he's doing a good job cutting off. Uh, Oli's doing doing a good job, uh, bringing out the deadwood, uh, cutting off the wage bill. Uh, my only issue now is, um, yeah, we get rid of deadwood, but he might be too loyal for the remaining players. Uh, that's gonna be for another show, I guess. But you know, uh, maybe he has to be ruthless with his first eleven too, and uh, and the bench players so that you know we get consistent performance week in week out. But in terms of the outgoings. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty okay with it. What about you, Craig? Are you happy with how we've done our done our business this January? Is is there potentially a position or a rumor of a player coming in that you would have liked to have seen happen? We saw Moises Casado massively linked. That's like he's so close to joining Brighton now. Uh, we saw Kieran Trippier linked before the gambling uh, issue that popped mm. up. Is, is there a certain position that you, or player Max Aaron who, who you would have liked United to have actually gone in for this window? Are you just happy with the way that we've managed to to let players leave this this January? Uh, I didn't really have my hopes up for this January, to be honest. Um, I, I, not many teams have done business. Uh, I think it's more, yeah, uh, this this window is all about getting players out um, and then looking for the summer. Most of the business, no one's going to sell their top players uh, in January, especially at the moment. There's a lot of games being played. There's not much space. They're not being able to get the time to get other players in because uh, no one's selling. Um, so it, it would have been nice if we could have maybe... I'm, I'm being wishful thinking here of uh, maybe going to Dortmund and getting a pre-contract sign like Chelsea did with uh, Pulisic or P- Pulisic. I don't know how you say his name, but um, yeah, if, if we had done that, that would have been nice. Uh, but again, that's just me being wishful thinking. Just save it to the summer. Yeah, I do agree. Uh, you know, it, it is obviously um, well known that it's hard, and I know that we've we've got the uh, got the luck slightly with the fact that we bought Bruno Fernandez and Nemanja Vidic and, and Everett in in January. January signings are tough. Even look at Pulisic; he's struggled to really settle in that in that Chelsea side. Um, and 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 although you can see the bags of quality, and and you know maybe you can sign free contract agreements, it's always tough doing so uh because you know always players it's easy isn't it for their head to go slightly in a different place yeah. and you can imagine if that is the case and they, they might just switch off so um i'm happy with with united letting lingard go and i'm i'm happy that he's going to be going and getting more regular football more than anything because at the end of the day as a manchester lad i want to see him do well so good yeah. luck to him just not well against manchester united hopefully uh <laughs> for whatever club he decides to to play for permanently in the future and obviously west ham right now um uh, Rojo again, yeah. Him and Jones have to be the next players to go in in whatever means necessary, even yeah. if United have to take a hit. And I do like the fact United are switching it up with how we deal with like, young players. So the fact that we are letting mm. uh, Laird's gone out on loan, of course, again, exciting young player. I, I like Brilliant that. Move. United have yeah. never really pushed young players out on loan to go and fulfill their potential. Um, and I like the fact United have done that. And I like the fact we're doing that in a different league with Polistri. And it, it does look like there's some sense behind pushing Polistri into the, the La Liga. Like you said there, Jeff, uh, he he obviously is a South American footballer. He plays in a certain style still at the moment, which maybe isn't ready for the English game. At least he gets to go now and play competitive within that style and learn in La Liga. Right. And then when he comes back with that learning, he's only going to be a better player. Really happy Definitely. with that. The one player that I do feel like we missed out on, that I would have liked to see United have signed, 
And again, I think this is more down. I think we probably would have if it wasn't for the gambling problem. I still think yeah. Kieran Trippier oh, as a yeah, backup yeah, right back yeah, would have been yeah. a fantastic signing for United. And it would have been cost efficient and it would have made a difference to the squad. Again, imagine, you know, Shaw came on the other day to go on at left back, at left back, yeah, um, yeah. To, you know, to, to try and make a difference. Imagine being able, like, at that point against Sheffield United to bring on a Kieran Trippier who you know has an inch perfect delivery, can, yeah. can defend and get forward um, for. For for Wan Bissaka is a different option on that right hand side. Again, this isn't me criticizing, criticizing Wan Bissaka, but also Wan Bissaka could really learn from someone like Kieran right. Trippier. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that that that's the only one I'm slightly disappointed in. I liked what everyone had to say about Moises Casado. We've done a show on that um, and and yeah. on him. However, again, these deals are really tough. And even if United, you know, in 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 three years buy Moises Casado for for fifteen million uh, for for fifty million or whatever it is whatever like do you know what i mean it's not our money it is what it is yeah. just inside him now who cares yeah. hindsight's a great thing um so yeah I'm, I'm happy i'm happy with united's business um i'm happy we're not just buying players for the sake of it i'm happy that we're we're, we're moving forward confident now um and there's my laptop sliding off my table um, and, 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 and i do you know what yeah i am happy and do you know why i'm happy today jeff and i want to get your two reaction on one last point because we are celebrating a year of Bruno Fernandes at Manchester oh, United. Bruno. So this is going to be an open question to both of you. Um, guys, get in the live chat if you want as well and, and discuss this. But try and sum up the past 12 months of Bruno Fernandes at Manchester United for me, Jeff. How, how have you felt the last 12 months having this colossus player really come out of his shell and lead this side to where it is now? He's like... He was a culture-changing signing. He's not just a game-changing signing. He was a culture-changing signing. I mean, before Bruno, uh, we were satisfied. Well, the players were satisfied with draws, with close losses. But with Bruno coming in, he changed that locker room uh, dynamic. We had that vocal leader on the field, uh, even though he was out captain. So, yeah, that was uh, one of our, if not the best signing of the century for night. Well, Wayne Rooney's. I guess better, you know, but but for the uh, post uh, Alex Ferguson era, Bruno's the best man. Yeah, he is the best, and and as you said, there it's not just what he does on the pitch and his quality there; it's also what he does off the pitch. You can really tell the camaraderie. Um, and and again, I like the fact that we've got Maguire captaining at the back, and and he's got the armband. He's clearly got a big influence over the dressing room. And then we've got someone else. We've got another leader in there, and, and you've got to really establish these leaders all over the pitch to really bring a bring a team and a squad together. Craig, same question to you, buddy. Twelve months of Bruno Fernandez. How how does it make you feel watching that guy play? Because for me, I just get so excited watching him it's difficult to put into words uh who, who would have thought he would have such an impact um there was rooms of him going to spurs thank god he never went there thank god if we signed him in the january when we did uh everyone was writing him off everyone thought he weren't going to be he weren't going to have that, this kind of impact i don't think any of us thought it was going to happen like this but yeah ollie knows that to be a total winning team to win trophies you need to have leaders across the pitch and Bruno is another one on there. You got Bruno, you got Maguire, and you, he, he wants to add more players, that, that ilk into the squad that are going to just bring a winning mentality, that are going to take us to the next level and make us even better. And that is exactly what Bruno does. The stats, the goals, the assists that he brings, it's unreal. How, how people can't even, how some people are questioning whether he's a world class player or he's one of the top midfielders in the world. This last 12 months, you only have to look at what Man United have done with him in the squad to say he's a world-class player. 
Yeah, and, and even even just not the last 12 months, even if you go back to really when he joined sporting, I think, more than anything, oh, yeah. he had a bit of a tricky yeah. time in Italy. But when he joined sporting and the numbers he was doing over there, but then people say, oh, it's just a Portuguese league. Well, look at yeah. what he'd done in the Europa League consistently for sporting. I think his Europa League record is still trickling on now because obviously uh, he just continues to score in games and, and set up goals. His goal contributions are by far better than anyone else in world football. And when you oh, talk yeah. about the best midfielders in world football, I don't care how biased we are as Manchester United fans. If if you want to be a stat padder, you know, and, and you want to watch games, just look at Bruno Fernandes' influence on this team. Look yeah. at the way he plays football. The guy is a footballing genius. He can have a bad game, right? But you can guarantee that if you need a last man in defence to make a game-changing tackle, Bruno Fernandes would do it. He really will yeah, do. Definitely. Even for that yeah. second goal against Sheffield United, he was running. His he heart to get back. back. That wasn't his job. That, no. That's what Bruno Fernandes brings. He brings an it, influence on the pitch massively. He also did it for was it um, one of the Sheffield United players, but straight through the midfield. Yes. No one else is tracking him back. Bruno yep. follows him back, makes a tackle. It's yep. what you need. Exactly what you need. He sets an example, and you yep. need players to set an example. Obviously, you can set an example by putting a lot of work rate in. Work rate doesn't win you titles necessarily, and it doesn't win you personal accolades. But when you've also got the quality that he has to assist, yeah. just going back to that cross in like the last couple of minutes against Liverpool for Cavani, it was oh. sensational. He didn't know, even man. run up. It's just a little touch. He literally just dinked it, and, and it was just bang on the money, and it had everything it needed for Cavani to attack it. Yeah. The guy can make a moment of magic within a second. Bruno Fernandes is going to be to potentially if United can start winning some trophies and United can start really piecing it together over the next four, five, six, seven years, you, Bruno Fernandes is going to be to this upcoming generation of Manchester United fans, the younger Manchester United fans, uh, exactly what David Beckham was to me, exactly what Wayne Rooney was to many other players, because he yeah. just has the club running through his veins and the ethos of the club running through his veins. And us yeah. as fans love seeing that. So that's my two pence on it. I, I couldn't have asked for a better year with Bruno Fernandes. What a signing. Uh, long may it continue. He's still only 25, 25, 26. Look, he could play yeah, at yeah. United for the rest of his career now. And, yeah, and if United treat him right and United win trophies, there is no reason why he wouldn't. And that's exciting for us Manchester United fans. The doom and gloom from Sheffield United the other day, forget that. The idea of Bruno Fernandes playing for this club for another 10 years is more exciting than anything else that can ever happen. So, yeah, 100%. Um, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Guys, Jeff, Craig, thank you for joining me on the show. Really appreciate it. Uh, again, you. if you guys are watching right now on any other platform, search All for United, United Daily in your podcast uh, platform of choice. Follow us on any of those platforms. Help us get those numbers up. We really appreciate your support. Of course, subscribe for All for United on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash All for United. You've got the chance to win some great prizes just by watching our shows and getting involved. Make sure you share the links. Hit like on this video. We're going to be out of here. United Daily will return uh, on Monday when we've got... Uh, actually, we do have a really good good guest on Monday. I've completely forgotten his first name, uh, but he writes for MEN. I'm really bad. Dominic Booth, that's it. I was going to say Matt Booth for some reason, but no. Uh, Dominic Booth, who is, uh, who is a writer for the Manchester Evening News, is going to be joining me on deadline day to talk over exactly what's going on, not just at United, but other Premier League clubs as well. So join us back at lunchtime on Monday. Uh, all the content on Saturday happening, pre-match show, post-match show. We will see you guys in a bit. Subscribe to the channel. Ciao for now. See you later.